welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Burke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. Sort of. Sometimes. We might talk about it today. Folks, welcome to our show. And I hope you're having a very, very nice uh, Indigenous Peoples Day, don't you, Ash? I do hope that for our listeners, yeah. indeed. We're putting this podcast out a little late, but you know what? It is a holiday. Mm-hmm. So that's how that goes. But you know what? Still Monday, folks. It's still Monday. By the way, have you guys rated our podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app yet? Please do that. Write a little nice review. It'll help this podcast out a little bit. And we appreciate it a little bit. Also, we got a Patreon, folks. If you can't get enough of us and you even need more than our allotted one hour that we give you every monday you can also go to patreon.com forward slash reality blows and you can sign up for our five dollar bonus tier which is the only tier and that will get you a couple of things number one we do two bonus episodes a month that means we just shoot the shit for another two episodes and you get to listen to that you also at the time of this recording we are recording our retro recaps for the challenge fresh fresh meat season 12 which is actually you can watch all on cbs all access uh, watch along with us uh, as we recap uh, we've been doing those for the past couple of weeks we're almost done with that season folks so get over there there's probably like uh, what 14 episodes for you to enjoy if you're into those recaps and into nostalgia you can do that um also you get a sticker if you want if you want a sticker i understand people don't really want mail from other people right now some people some people have declined the sticker i will say they were very nice about it they said hey maybe we'll get it when times are a little easier but uh we don't care we'll give you that sticker we're very clean in this house you know and i promise the sticker will not have any germs on it and uh but it's a sticker and it's uh from us and it's got our faces on it and it's cool that's right that's right that's true um you know there's enough content on there babies that you can spend a whole weekend listening to us. a whole weekend i mean we started doing this at the beginning of the year and we've done two bonus episodes each month plus we have these retro recaps plus uh i don't know there's probably something else up there we don't even know about i'm saying a good 24 hours yeah you could spend a 24 hour block listening to some of the stuff catch up on 2020 with us while we just chat the chit we do a lot of chat chitting, yes. That's mm-hmm. a big thing that we like to do over there. But, um, you know, we're going to chat some shit right now. We really are. I mean, it's Monday. Like Nick said, it is a holiday. And there's a storm a-brewing in Jersey. Um, we're getting the remnants of a tropical storm slash... Did it get... It was a hurricane. Did it get downgraded to a tropical? No idea. Hurricane Delta, though, I believe is what we were feeling the effects of. It's not bad here. It's kind of just like a shitty, drizzly day. It's a rainy day. There's a wind. Yeah, there's, um, there's a wind. There's a wind. I say that today we slept in longer than we have in about a year. Oh, my Lord. I've been waking up in a panic pretty routinely every day at 6 a.m. That's sort of my thing. That is your thing. I jump out of bed. Um, well, I wake up usually around 5.30, 6 a.m., and then I, I in a panic, and I lay there and it's a panic about things that don't matter like and things that once I'm fully awake I think are silly like I woke up in a panic the other day and I was like I'm too fat to visit my family you know like that was my panic um but so I wake up and then I'm like give you know give myself a couple of minutes give myself a cup of coffee and I'm like I'll never be too fat to visit my family there's no such thing too fat to visit your family. I understand that it's like a crazy, just neurotic thought that you had in mm-hmm. the moment uh, before your head was actually cleared and you knew exactly what was happening. But, I mean, have you analyzed that? What does that mean? 
I just think that I'm I'm grasping at straws in that early morning anxious brain. Right. You know, another thing I was really worried about was that our landlord had come in and taken all of our stuff because yes. we're not in Brooklyn. So I was waking up to that and, thought a lot. And then after your first cup of coffee, you realize uh, we we would never be that lucky. <laughs> no one's gonna do that for us. I we have mean, to do it for ourselves. Seriously, and we did. Um, we did. We're going to get to that. So anyway, but you know, I've been waking up and then I, I try and lay there for about 30 minutes. I go, Oh, go back to sleep, Ash. You gotta go back to sleep. Um, and then I usually give up around six thirty, right. get up out of bed. But today, Nick and I slept until 10 40 AM. What is this college? Oh my God. Kind of. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> there was there was two extreme panics that happened mid sleep. One at three yeah. a.m., one at six a.m. Um, and uh, so we the room we're staying in right now has um, a balcony and two doors that go out onto that balcony. And uh, it's a double doored balcony and French doors, one might say. Is that what they are? French doors. I think doors? they're French doors. Yeah. So I guess the somebody in this house was cleaning i was cleaning two days ago and i i opened you know how one door can like latch into the frame and then the other door locks into that door so i unlatched the door from the frame so that i could just open up those two doors get fresh air in there while i was sweeping and mopping and um then we just closed the doors back up we locked them but apparently if you don't latch that door back into the frame, if a tropical storm named Delta comes through, she's going to pop those two doors open in the middle of the night. <laughs> I mean, twice in the middle of the night. And we, of course, Lily is also in this room with us. Um, we make her stay with us. Um, as a matter of fact, she's shooting me a crazy stare right now that I've uh, She stole my chair. She really this. actually bullied Nick out of his podcast chair. I had a chair going for this podcast. Ashley was on the couch. And uh, I set the chair up. I went and go, went to do something for a second. I came back. Lily hopped up on the chair. She won't leave. Mm-mm. So now I'm also on the couch. But um, yeah, so we have our cat with us. So like, we don't want our cat to like leap off of the balcony and run away from us and then just dive into the Atlantic Ocean and just swim away from Become us. Become an ocean cat. Yeah. We're worried about her becoming a sea cat. You know, we're very protective over Lily leaving the house. We don't let her do it on her own. So, um... When and the, one, but it's because she's a big old baby. I don't think she can handle it she out can. there. She really can't. She gets scared. She hides in a bush. Yeah. I've seen some of these cats running around this town that we're living in, and they seem rough and tumble. Yeah, these sea cats are not to be messed with. Seriously. Lily's just a little city cat. She can't handle she it. She can't handle it. So basically, we don't want her to go out onto the balcony. Obviously, she's going to jump off, get beaten up by these neighborhood cats. Yeah. So I wake up. I hear this twice t- today in my sleep. I hear, oh, my God. And then Nick jump out of bed and run to close the doors. Because the wind comes by, it pops both the doors wide open, like, and mid-sleep. And it happens the first time, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then I'm like, where's Lily? Where's Lily? I, co- I close the doors. I'm like, Lily just, like, saunters out of, by the way, the bathroom? What were you doing in there at 3 a.m., You Lily? creep. Seriously. Like, I didn't hear a litter box going. Do you just, like, hang out in the tub or something? She's just sniffing stuff sniffing all stuff night long. being weird. We know you don't really sleep. You just can't. All you're doing is when we go to bed is just waiting us out until we give you that food in the morning. We know that. Basically. <laughs> she did get lucky, though, because this happened, tw- you know, the fact that it happened twice 
um, means that we had to put eyes on Lily twice, which means we had to tempt her out of whatever area she was with treats twice. So Lily got two treat uh, breaks in the middle of the night. Right. So she comes sauntering out of the bathroom. We gave her some treats. We're like, ah, she didn't make it out onto the balcony. It's okay. We can go back to bed. We fall back to sleep around 6 a.m. I hear, oh, my God. It happened again. Nick jumps up. This time we can't find Lily. We don't yeah. know where she is. Yeah, put eyes on Lily. That's what Ash and I are saying at 6 o'clock in the morning. Put eyes on Lily. Where's Gotta Lily? put eyes on Lily. Where's she at? Under the bed. She's under the bed. Doing what? Why are you under the bed when you could be cozying up with us? Under the bed. She's scared, I think. I think she was scared of the storm. She doesn't... You see, this is my problem with her at going... You know, This is why she could never be a street cat, a sea cat, neighborhood cat. She can't handle storms. And I'm not even talking like terrifying. Terrifying storms, come on. She's scared to death. We're talking some rain, maybe some thunder. I mean, there wasn't even thunder last night. It's just the wind was a little too loud for Lil. She's hiding. She's hiding. She's, uh, oh. Nick, Nick is like so, stop staring at the cat and giving her kissy faces. <laughs> it's distracting you from the podcast. Yeah, but sometimes Lily, when you look at her and you're like, you're trying to do a slow blink with Lily, because as we all know, that's how a cat tells you that they love you. Mm -hmm. So you sometimes you get a slow blink out of Lily, but sometimes she looks straight at you and you're like, all right, I'm going to do a little slow blink. Just connect with my cat. And you blink and slow and she looks at you and then just looks away. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I'm not into this not right into now. This. Too much connection. And I get that. Yeah. Sometimes I just don't want to be touched like, you know, leave, me like, leave me alone i don't want to hug right now so and we're so that's our story we've got up <laughs> at 10 40 we're so sore everything in my body hurts from head to toe um and we, that is because we moved yesterday yeah this is the final chapter i mean thank you guys for listening to us talk about possibly moving for i don't know what have we been talking Three about months, it since july um it finally happened we you know you've listened to the tales of us going back to brooklyn and boxing everything up how annoying that was i think actually first you listened to us debate whether or not we should move then you heard us box everything up now you know dear listener that yesterday we went we went to the freaking u-haul we filled it up we drove it to new jersey and we unloaded it and now that apartment is just empty some trash there. We There's may have trash. to go There's back. There's some and, trash. We're going to go back tomorrow and clean, <laughs> clean it up. We got to clean it up. But still, I mean, what we were really fretting was moving the bed, the box spring, Ashley's grandfather's antique dresser, and our brand new couch from Wayfair. Yeah, we, I mean, come on. You guys have moved before. We're only moving three pieces of furniture. That's incredible. Most yes. people, when they're moving, they're moving nightstands, couches, dining room tables, chairs. We had... A bed, a couch, and a dresser, and then some uh, lots of boxes of our stuff. Yeah. Um, which ended up taking so much time. But, you know, we were going back and forth. Are we going to rent? Are we going to get someone to um, box it and move it for us? Which is wildly expensive when you're going from one state to the next. Don't recommend. I'll tell you what. Next time, though, if we're moving in-state, we're mm. only, only hiring movers. Is that true? Only hiring movers. Babe. See, you were so against this. This was like a little battle Ashley and I had where she kept kind of thinking that hiring movers was bougie and, um, you know. I just, I don't come from that. I've never, I've moved so many times. I've lived in like 20 different places and we've never hired movers. So the idea of hiring movers was just like, oh, we can't do that. We'll just fucking, we'll suck it up and do it. But then after yesterday, I'm like, okay, we can hire movers yeah. from this point on. So, and I think something that may have turned you into that 
Yeah. And this is, I, I wonder if you caught this. I, Ashley and I went to, um, had a nice uh, outdoor dinner um, with my high school friend Connor uh, and his sister Kim. It was very nice. We went out to uh, a neighboring town. And my friend Connor lives in New York City. Um, and he just moved. And I don't know if you caught, but he was like, yeah, I just, I was like, finally, I got to the age where I'm like, and I make enough money where I'm like, I'm just going to hire moviers and I want you to move it from this room to this room and I'm not going to do anything. And it was great. Did you catch him saying that? I heard him say that. Yeah. Because that was sort of my argument. Well, I was like, you feel that way, but like, I think you have to, when you've leveled up in life enough to where you can afford to do this, you shouldn't feel guilty about doing this. It should just be like, no, this is the pleasure of being able to do this Mm. you know maybe those times i'm not too sure about your situations moving back in the day i know you used to move like when you were a kid like every year for a while so maybe it was just not worth it and maybe you just didn't have the amount of shit that we had Mm. but also i know you didn't live in new york city in narrow hallways and narrow rooms and door frames on a third floor walk up do you know what i mean that is and you weren't moving out of an apartment that you currently didn't live in while you were living in a not only a different uh, neighborhood borough city but an actual state away from where mm. you're actually moving from and then two so all of those things add up to me as if we can afford it let's fucking do the movers and you know you and i didn't even we like cheaped out as much as we possibly could we only paid two guys to move our stuff into a u-haul that we actually had to rent in new jersey drive it into brooklyn they filled up the u-haul with not even all our stuff it was like 75% of our stuff left us 25% to do. And then we drove it here and actually just had my sister and her boyfriend, Chris, come over here and uh, help help do it on this end. So, I mean, we didn't even do totally what people do because, honestly, we saved ourselves what, $1,500? Well, what I'm saying is from now on, we're going full. The full boat. The full boat. So we should just go into knowing when we move. It's like, oh, this is going to be a two grand situation. Let's, yes. let's add that to the... Uh, the, the the overhead here yeah well i would what i said before you started talking was that if we're ever moving from one place to another in the same state we're gonna go full boat so i don't know if we move to la if we move to brooklyn i don't know what we're, we're gonna do from where we're at now my point is that we did skirt some fees we looked into it it was gonna be like fifteen hundred dollars from new jersey from new york to new jersey and we ain't rolling like that y'all it's a pandemic nobody got jobs I had a job. I don't know what happened to it. Okay. So we're, we're like, we can't do that. What we're going to do is we're going to hire two guys to move the furniture down the stairs. That was really the issue. This Brooklyn, this Brooklyn walk up. Neither Nick or I are trying to move these, this couch, this bed, this dresser down the stairs. And we're not trying to ask our friends to break their back to do it. Um, so we, we have these guys move it down. We uh, have them move 16 boxes down. And we're like, oh, this will be easy. We'll do the rest. Um, that was not the case. I regretted not having them move everything down. Because these two guys, these two young strapping lads came over here all muscle bound. Came to our Brooklyn place acting like this is a, acting like we were asking them to just like hop over a little curb or something. I mean, I can't believe how quick they did it. Professional movers are incredible. They're like superheroes. Yeah. I was in shock. They moved the furniture in those boxes down in like 40 minutes. Meanwhile, it took Nick and I like two hours to move the rest of the stuff into the U-Haul. Yeah, but that also, we also got lunch. We got lunch (laughs) after at 2.30, babe. You know I'm keeping track of time. Listen, let's start from the beginning because I do have a bone to pick with you. 
Oh, great. Go ahead. So first things first. We get up. I get up at 6 a.m. Sunday, right? We got to get this U-Haul. I got to get everything in order. I'm looking for things, looking for my bank card, you know, just the regular morning scramble of, oh, shit, all, are all of our ducks in order? Go down in the basement, move some things around, try and make a clearing for us. I imagine when we get back from Brooklyn, we're going to be so tired, we're not going to want to move anything around in the basement. I'm just trying to think of everything. But I know that the only thing I don't have to think about is the driving stuff. Because Nick has that under control. Nick is in charge of the U-Haul and the getting us there. I just realized what story she's about to tell. I can't believe I got to hear this shit again. Nick's in charge. That's the only thing. I hired the movers. I got to get the cash to pay them. I know everything. I hired my sister Gabrielle and and my sister's boyfriend Chris. I hired you them on this You texted them end. and asked them to come over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and guess what? I got a great deal on it. I said we were going to order them pizza and uh, they were going to have dinner. And guess what? My mom decided to come over and she bought that shit. That shit was free. Thank you, Donna. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Um, Donna will come up in the story later, by the way, because I have another thing I have to say on the podcast that has to be etched in stone as reality blows re historical record facts. Okay. So anyway, back to my story. So getting up and, you know, I'm getting everything in order and I'm trying to think of like everything, everything that could possibly go wrong. But all I know is I don't have to worry about the driving stuff. And Nick has the driving stuff covered. So we get in the car around 840. We're going to go pick up the U-Haul and we go to the bank. So I get my cash. I come out of the bank and I look up on the car's um, windshield and I go, hey, where's the easy pass? Now, if you're not in the tri-state area, you might not understand that there are just tolls every 100 feet when you're going from New Jersey to New York. There's so many tolls. And what you want is a monthly subscription to your Easy Pass that you pop on your windshield so you can just go right through those tolls and you don't have to stop every time and pay someone and have the exact change. And, you know, not and, and, and when you have an Easy Pass, you're getting in the expressway. Okay, so now you guys know how the Easy Pass works. So I look up on the windshield. I'm like, where's the Easy Pass? And Nick is like, where's the easy pass? And I'm like, I don't know. Where's the easy pass? You know, once again, this is Nick's domain. He's in charge of the driving situation. And he's like, he's like, where's the easy pass? And then he starts looking around in the back. And then he's like, we're just going to have to pay tolls. It's stolen. The easy pass is stolen because the car was unlocked because you didn't lock it. You were the last to drive it. You didn't lock it. And I know you didn't lock it because when I came up to the door and I'm, you know, I don't know if you guys can tell by me waking up at 6 a.m., I have some neurotic tendencies. And one of those neurotic tendencies is locking things over and over again. If anyone's locking a door, it's me, okay? I love to lock doors. I'm always locking doors, you know, sometimes unneeded. I go back and forth. I go. I have the amount of times I've made Nick drive us back to the apartment so I can make sure the door is locked when it's been locked five times. Okay. So Nick's like, you didn't lock the door. And I'm like, I definitely locked the door. And he's like, no, you didn't. Because well, well, uh, 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 I need uh, to uh, just clarify something because like, I got to say, people are, well, people are like, people are like, well, why wouldn't, what do you mean? Why are you arguing whether or not the door was locked? You could just tell if the door was unlocked or not locked. Here's the thing. Because we've been going in and out of New York City, kind of getting stuff and bringing stuff back. I have switched cars with my mother for a month. She has our Lincoln, which is just like a sedan. It's a normal car, not much space. I have her like cool, like Volvo, whatever 
thing. Hatchback. It's like, it's like a hatchback, so it's got a lot of space in the back. Oh, yeah. You fold those seats down. It's the, like you got a little truck. The It's a newer car, so it has like a uh, sensor on the key ring. And so when you come near it with the key, it just opens automatically. And when you, But there is a little bit of resistance, okay? It's not <laughs> opened. It's like... It's like you go to open it and then it like senses for the key in like a second. And then when it feels it, it allows you to open it. So it doesn't open normal, like where it's just like an open unlocked door. There is like a little, there's a little moment of hesitancy and then it opens. Okay. When I went to go fill the car up with the crap that we needed this morning. Okay. In the morning in question, I went to open up the back door and it just opened like butter as That's if exactly it was never <laughs> as if it was never locked in the first place and Ashley was the last person to use the car. I was the last person to use the car and Nick was like, No, the back door opened like butter. That means it was unlocked. And I was like, Babe, I never leave the car unlocked. And he was like, It opened like butter. You left it unlocked. Someone stole the easy pass. And I'm like, Well We also live like on the main avenue of a short town in which kind of gets looted like every weekend. Like Yeah, bikes are being stolen. Bikes are being stolen. You know, it's the classic bullshit. Like if it's not nailed down and, and it's cause it's got a lot of old people around here and it's near like almost like a kind of a city town that's a little bit more let's just uh, say the idea the idea that it was unlocked and someone reached in there and grabbed the easy pass is not absurd it's not absurd plus there was like the night before the day before there was like a little festival in this town yeah there was like a craft fair there was a lot of like influx of uh people who don't live here we're walking down this main street in which we live on so totally so we go to pick up the u-haul we've decided that the easy pass you know i just am like well i guess it I guess the Easy Pass has been stolen. I, I, I'm sure I locked the door, but you know that's just what happened. So we go get this U-Haul, and Nick is going to go check in at the U-Haul center, and I'm going to call Donna, Nick's mom, um, just to say like, "Hey, you gotta, you gotta report that the Easy Pass is stolen." We it don't is want, her Easy Pass. It's her Easy Pass, and we don't want people driving to LA on our Easy Pass. You know, just flying through tolls, go, driving around the country. So I call her to tell her that the Easy Pass has been stolen, and she's like, "Oh, okay." I'll, I'm going to get the the pin number from Gabby. Hold tight. And then she calls back like a minute later. She's like, oh, it's not stolen. It's in it's in my car over here. It's Which in the car over car. here. Which is my car. So I had to actually drive my mom somewhere. Ashley was in New York City on the day in question. Long story short, on Friday, Nick took the easy pass out of that car, put it in the other car, and forgot he did that, and then accused me of leaving the car unlocked and it being stolen. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so what? If you try, if you're trying to tell me that you this wouldn't normally be your fault, and it just so happens that it's not your fault, then you're crazy. And now he's like defending his accusation. He's like, it ba- that's basically what happened. That's what he kept saying yesterday. Well, because, he was like, like you had he's to like, go into the city to get a massage, your self care. I had to like, see my friend I'm Joe. Go, I gotta go hang out with my friend, and get a massage. But I'm also going into Brooklyn, so we can. I'm gonna do a couple of last minute things before the movers come over on Sunday. Did you make it to Brooklyn? No. no, it was a, just a pleasurable trip for Ashley McRoberts, leaving me stranded here without a car. And that's why I had to take my mom's car, the Lincoln, with my mom. And I, and then I needed to switch. It was your fault. No, you took the easy pass out of the car, left it in another car, and then told me that, I'm the, that it got stolen and it was my fault. Yeah, maybe on the <laughs> surface that's what it looks like. But if you look deep within, it's your fault. No. That, no. Yes. Do you want to tell your U-Haul situation? Oh, yeah. So we find like finally we get that we we're like, OK, we're going to go get the easy pass after we pick up the U-Haul because we don't want to take, you know, you're in, you're in a truck. You don't want to take take the regular uh, 
lanes. You want to go in the express lane. So let's get that easy pass. But before that, we actually had to go check out a U-Haul. And unfortunately for us, they did not have one-way trucks. I don't know what this means, but like normally, like say you're moving out of state or something, you could go to where your stuff is, rent a U-Haul there, fill it up at your uh, place that you're leaving, drive it to the place that you're moving to, and then drop a U-Haul off next to that place. That's the beauty of the U-Haul system. beauty of the U-Haul system. A bunch of storage places all over this country also rent out U-Hauls. It's a great little gig. I'm thinking about doing it myself. Now, what? Yeah, that's right. So um, it's great. But I booked one of these things. I get a phone call uh, an hour later from some lady who's telling me, hey, we don't have one-way trucks right now in the tri-state area. I'm like, well, okay. Tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. So we're shit out of luck. So I'm like, all right. So I actually have to rent the U-Haul from the town that we're living in, drive it into Brooklyn, fill up the shit, and then drive it back. So I got to go two ways with it, which is annoying, but fine. Uh, I go over, we do this whole easy pass deal. We get to the U-Haul place. Finally, I go to get our truck. I have to go into this little garage to talk to this guy. And this guy was a little bit of a character. What was uh, interesting about him? Well, he had a limp. We'll talk about that later. But uh, as I'm like renting out this stuff, first of all, he goes, so how many uh, miles do you think you're going to be taking this thing? First of all, I did all of this online. Okay, first it gave me all, the subtotal. The subtotal was two hundred. The, the the total was two hundred and five bucks. It's like great. I put my credit card stuff in, but because there was uh, something having to do where I couldn't online check in, I guess it wasn't going to charge me until I checked in. Couldn't do that. Had to go in the office with this guy and do all of this over again. So I had to spend another ten minutes sitting in a chair next to this guy. Uh, he had a mustache. He was about, you know, white guy about, you know, I don't know, 52 years old. He had say. a twinkle in his eye that said, I'm going to be a character. Yes. So he goes, uh, where, where, where are you going to, where are you um, moving from? And I'm like, well, we're actually going to Brooklyn. He's like, whoa, Brooklyn. He's like, you know, it's 99 cents a mile, don't you? And I look at the guy and I'm like, I, I guess I knew that. <laughs> but like, is there a cheaper option here? And he's like, yeah, no, not really. I'm like, okay, then yes, that's fine. Anyway, he marks it all up, you know, cut to the end of this story. Uh, there's a lot in, I'll go back and tell you about, but it was the same amount that I had already agreed to. Like, mm. I don't understand why this guy want. like he was like so trying to be so caring when he, when he was giving me this, that he was like, boy, this is going to be a lot on you, 200 bucks. And it's just like, how do you know I can't afford $200? Like, anyway, that was kind of annoying. He eyed you up and down. He's like, this guy's going through a hard time. I I told him about the easy pass. He was like, crazy, crazy. They'll steal anything that's not nailed down. That's where I got that. <laughs> so then he goes, uh, he goes, I go, it's all right. My fiance's taking care of it outside, you know. And, uh, oh, fiance, may I ask when you're going to get married? And I said, no, nah, we were supposed to get married in 2021, but. For obvious reasons, we put we've pushed it back, which is not a not true. We don't have any plans yet, really, to get married. We're going to. We just are, you know. We got engaged, and we're like, let's do this for a while. We got engaged, and we were like, let's enjoy engagement for four months, yeah. and then we'll start planning. And then the pandemic happened, and we were like, well, how can we plan? Yeah, we're not. So uh, you know, you guys know. You guys so know. So this guy's like, hey, say no more. He's like, you know, I'm really sorry that you're not able to get married when you want to. I really do hope you'll be able to get married when you want to. <laughs> and I go, well, thank you, man. I just met. Um, and then he goes, and then he goes, you know, I've been married for 35 years. I love it. Best thing I ever did. I go, oh, that's, that's great. He goes, if it wasn't for my wife, I wouldn't be alive. I go, oh, that's, he's like, I know that sounds crazy. I go, ah, no, that's sweet. That's sweet. 
And he goes, okay, so do you want uh, do you want blankets, like uh, moving blankets? I go, sure, sure. And he goes, all right, we'll, we'll give you 12. Then he filled me out. Then he goes, uh, <clears throat> four months ago, a spider bit my leg, and they cut off half my foot. Can you help me with those blankets? And I go, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So then he gets up. I look at his leg. It's all weird black and blue marks on his leg. That's like, I mean, I hate to laugh, but it's crazy, this man. So I'm then just laughing at him saying that to you. He had to tell me that because as I was picking up six blankets out of the 12, he was so remorseful. That I had to pick, like he was so upset that I had to pick up. He's normally I don't do this. Normally I, I'll I'd never ask anybody to do this. He was like so upset with himself that mm. he needed help taking twelve blankets. He knows with his spider foot that he can't pick up twelve blankets, but he can do six. So that's why he was like he had to let me know. It's not because I'm lazy. It's not because I want you to work. It's because a spider bit my leg four months ago and they cut off half my foot and. He also said he's still healing. I was like, yeah, guy. I A spider bit your leg and they cut off half your foot. I would understand four months might not be enough healing time. Wow. So the guy finally, he offers me, and this is great. And he's like, hey, thank you for taking those blankets from four yards away into the back of the truck. I really appreciate it. Do you want anything else? You want a dolly or a, a hand truck? And I'm like, well, uh, I, I think we'd be okay. He's like, for free, for free because of the blankets. And I was like, yeah, uh, well, we're moving some furniture, um, you know, what, down some stairs. What, what would help us there? He's like, a hand truck. We don't have any more hand trucks. I just noticed we were out of hand trucks. Uh, they're not giving them back to us. <laughs> no one's returning them. And I'm like, okay, uh, we'll take the dolly. Meanwhile, don't need the dolly at all. Uh, put the dolly in the back of the truck. And he's like. Listen, just get this thing back here with a roof. That's all I care about. I'm like, all right, we need to leave. <laughs> You're being overly nice. I walked up to the truck and he goes, I hope you and your fiance can get married when you want to. Best thing I ever did. And yeah. I was like, how does this guy even know we're engaged? Because I've been in the parking lot. <laughs> I don't know what's been going on. Yeah, Spider-Man, I call him. So, um, yeah, so that was that. Luckily, we got there at like 5.02 to drop the truck off. Didn't have to see the Spider-Man. I just put the keys in a little thing. You should leave him a nice Yelp review. I will. I, I The man with the with the half the foot. I don't have his name. You should just say the guy who checked me in and you say the time and like that you were there. Because then they'll look at the sheet and they'll know who yeah. was working that day I think day he owned time. this place. You should just write like the guy who helped me at 9 a.m. on Sunday, the whatever was like really helpful and i appreciated him i'll wait till i check my uh invoice make sure he didn't overcharge me fair by the way guys nick drove the u-haul to brooklyn i drove it back from brooklyn thrilling absolutely thrilling driving the u-haul from brooklyn to new jersey you loved it i love that you're sitting up so high and you feel like nobody can really mess with you because you're in a tank you're like what are you gonna do hit me please you'll bounce off i'm strong (laughs) you feel like the queen of the road Queen of the road. So we drive into Brooklyn. We've given ourselves, according to Google Maps, it's going to take an hour and 15 minutes. We've given ourselves two and a half hours. But some of that time gets eaten up having to get, uh, you know, go get the easy pass that was not, in fact, stolen. Okay, let's move past that. So then we're on our way to Brooklyn and we hit crazy traffic, just wild traffic over the bridge And it basically makes it so that we are coming in 10 minutes 
before those two guys get there. Because I thought we were going to get there like an hour early and have a time to look over the, the lay of the land. We also don't want to be late because these guys charge a waiting fee. Yeah, what's that about? What is that about? They gave us a window of time. And then also we're like, yeah, by the way, if you're late. It's like, late when? I know. I asked for people to come at noon. And they're like, we'll get there between 1130 and 1.30. And I'm like, well, that's kind of earlier than I wanted. But okay. And they're like, yeah, we'll probably come closer to the wait, the later end of the window. You best believe they were there at 1130. Yep. And it's like, we're not there yet. So it's like. Well, we, we got there at 1120. We rolled yeah, up 11, right 20. there. I mean, we were like, we went upstairs, used the bathroom, and they were texting us. Yeah. Um, but like we said, they like moved those three pieces of furniture, 16 boxes into the truck in like 40 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. Wonderful. I, I just, I'll write them a nice review. You should. Cause they also took my fiddle leaf fig tree plant. Your fiddly fig tree. Fiddle leaf fig. Yeah. I'm saying it fiddly fig, but we call it fiddly fig. And, um, they took that, which I was so happy about because like, I guess like a year ago, our neighbor moved out and left this beautiful giant plant in the hallway and it was so heavy. We couldn't get it down the stairs. And I was like, we got to take this plant in. You can't just like leave a living, as you guys know from the guinea pig story, if anything living is left out in the hallway, I'm going to take it in and try and save it. So I took this plant into our apartment. Took up a ton of space. Nick hated it the whole time, I will say. That's I safe to say. I did not like the fiddle leaf fig You didn't tree. like it, but... It was like a big half-dead tree. I nursed half of it back to health. It needed to be trimmed. And then I was like, what, we're going to move out and just this tree's going to die? This plant's going to die? It I'd be like wrong. in that room, and then all of a sudden something would be just touching me on the back of the head. I'd be like, what the fuck is that? And it's the fiddle leaf fig tree. <laughs> it's just like one dead leaf like grazing the back of my head. The, the branches on this thing just were like long and windy and they always would poke you in the eye when you walk by it. It was ridiculous. And it was like six feet tall. It was it, it was huge. This plant was huge. Um, so but anyway, I didn't want it to die. I don't want it to die on my watch. Come on. So I had posted some pictures on Instagram and asking any, if anybody wanted to come pick it up. But then the movers were like, we'll take that. My girlfriend would love to nurse it back to health. And I was like, oh, thank God. I think he said wife. Did he? Yeah, oh yeah. Good for him. He's married. He's married. Um, he got it done. So then we moved all of our stuff in the back of the truck. Nick had a little freak out about halfway into us moving all the stuff into the back of the truck. I just, my arms burnt out. Like, burnt Nick out burnt like out. I had been moving forever and i think here's the problem so the the movers who know what they're doing there was a little tiny space to kind of like get the the truck kind of catty corner not fully next uh flush with the curb but like right in front of our door we had a little space every other piece of the the sidewalk or the the street was covered in cars this was a little space because we have a fire hydrant there so they're like hey do you mind if we take the truck and move it right there we had pulled it up way down the street um, and so, uh, I was like, yeah, sure. So they pulled it up there and then they moved all the stuff in there and they're like, do you want us to leave it there? Uh, you know, we're done. And so you can finish by putting your, and I was like, nah, have them move it. Cause I'm just nervous about having the car like that. You know, yeah, you every, don't want a ticket, but every other hydrant. person in New York city, like parks in front of fire hydrants and is like triple, double and triple parked for hours. Yeah. And nobody gives a fuck. They're parked on the curb. They're we parked in front left. of driveways. But for some reason I can't do that i i still am like oh fuck i shouldn't leave it there and whatever so i was like yeah could you just pull it back where it was and they were like sure so honestly there were a few items that that i had to pick up that like weren't in boxes 
that were just kind of loose, heavy items. Mm. Um, and I'll tell you the one that burnt me out was our television. Because you can't, because of the way it is, you can you can only use the strength of your biceps right. to hold it. When it's in a box, you're, you're it's like on it's on my thighs, you know, on my yeah. gut, you know, I'm holding it with my arms and it's got handles and those were not hard to do. But it was that TV, the way I had to sort of wrap my arms around it. So you would go down three flights of stairs and then out the door, and instead of the truck being right there, it was like 100 a yards down Not to the 100 left. Not 100 yards. That's like a football field. It was like half a block down. 50 yards down the field. And then so now I'm having to do that, plus I got to get it up on the truck. And it really just burnt my arms out. My arms feel the craziest out of all of their – like my back is completely fine. You know, my thighs feel like they got to work out. You know, mm. my calves, the same thing. My arms feel sore because of those sort of items and so like after like doing two things that were heavy and just required straight up arm strength my my i felt my arms like tingling like i was like oh i'm like i can't like pick up anything right now and i needed a break i actually needed to sit in the truck and let ashley sort of bring stuff down to me for yeah a while. i did that and nick arranged it in the truck and i just brought down all the light things um, but that took us like two hours. And so then we're like at two 30, we're like, okay, we're going to break for lunch. We go get lunch in our neighborhood. We go to our favorite little place. Um, we get two salads, two smoothies with tip. It's $56. We're Ridiculous. like, we're like, we got to get the F out of Brooklyn. Yeah, we can't be real. paying $56 for two smoothies and two salads. Not uh, in 2020. Not in 20, not in the time of COVID. Yeah. So that, that was like the cherry on the top. So it's like two 30, but we're also feeling we're feeling very dejected because it took us two hours to move all that stuff. And I do, you know, I agree with Nick. The fact that we had to walk so far each time, like really added to it. And we're like, shit, we should have paid for people to come back. We should have paid for people to do the whole thing here and then paid for people to meet us in New Jersey. There's no way that the two of us plus Chris and Gabby are going to be able to unpack this car in a reasonable time. This is insane. You know what really added to the dejection what of loading the truck up post movers that fucking hispanic charlie chaplin came out oh, and our watched neighbor. and watched us do the whole goddamn thing yeah he he watched us yell but he watched us both tell each other to shut up <laughs> at different times <laughs> yes too. i noticed that you know this there's a guy and this is another reason i'm fucking happy to get out of that neighborhood or at least that apartment there are a couple of guys, and I'm sure this is any neighborhood. This is any in, Brooklyn in neighborhood. Brooklyn. We got three guys who just sit outside and watch us. They're like dad age. Dad, you know, they like, are dad. Dad age and older. Dad, two dad, one grandpa. Yeah, and what they do is they just don't work, you know, and they all have cars. And, and they all so seem they, to like own the building and rent out to other people. And yeah, so they don't no, have I think what they are is I think one of them is a landlord. Okay. Or um a super. I think the guy down the street who you suspect deals drugs. Yeah. Uh, who has a brand new crazy looking huge like pitbull mix. Did you oh, see really? him like jumping him. on like the pitbull jumping on people walking by and like oh it's a big dog like this and i only want to say that the reason why i think he might deal drugs is because people are constantly coming up to him and talking to him for 10 minutes sitting with him and then leaving and And he also like walks his shitty little dog in a way that it looks like he's going doing it like he's doing something he's doing some sort of rounds in the neighborhood you know what i don't hold him for it i don't give a shit that he's selling drugs but the problem is like that he's always there because he always says hi to me and i feel like he's the neighborhood watch kind of yeah the problem 
is it's like he you can't move on that block without three guys let seeing what's going on. Yeah. So the Charlie Chaplin guy, he is he was right. He's in the between, worst. He's right? the worst because he will just look at you. He just stares at you. So you have to like look away or you're just making eye contact with him the whole time you walk up and back. And he just hung out and watched us. And he was right in the middle. Like here, imagine our apartment is on one end and our the truck's on the other. He's right in the middle of those yeah. two. So you passed him both ways each time. And he, what he does is he like, he no, waits for like stuff to happen on the block. And then he comes out and stands on his stoop for a while and just looks over the block. And then what he'll do is take this fucking rag and he'll go to his like stupid Nis- Nissan Altima. And he kind of like, like hit slash whips yeah. the ultimate he's not doing anything he tries to it. instead of like cleaning it what he does is like knock dust off of it with it so he's like slapping it with a, <laughs> a fucking rag and he does that for like an hour and we call him charlie you know i call him hispanic charlie chaplin because that's what he looks like his yeah. mustache i mean if he wasn't if he if he wasn't um darker complexion i would call him hitler Spanish Hitler guy, but he doesn't look like Hitler. He looks like fucking Charlie Chaplin because of his. He's got a fucking Hitler mustache. I don't know why this guy thinks that it's fucking cool to have a teeny little mustache, a teeny little black mustache under his nose. But it's really odd. It's odd to to keep a, a Hitler mustache. I'm being nice to him and calling him Charlie Chaplin. He's really Hispanic Hitler. Is what he is, because nobody thinks of that mustache as a Charlie Chaplin mustache. That's a Hitler stash. I'm gonna be nice to the guy. I'm calling him Hispanic Charlie Chaplin. And I actually, he's someone who doesn't really bother me. He normally, seems like a nice he's a guy. nice guy. We've I've chatted with him before. He helped me get a stray cat out of the engine, the Lincoln engine, one time. But this time, he was just watching. You don't want. You know how you don't want people to watch you eat. You don't want people to watch you move, okay? Because you're struggling, you're sweating, you're telling each other to shut up. You don't want someone just enjoying that as an audience. So that added to our level of dejection. You're right. So we eat these smoothies. We get the salad. We're like, shit, there's no way we're going to be able to do this in New Jersey with Gabby and Chris. Let's, um, there's this like sticker in the U-Haul that's like, do you need movers? Scan this code and get same day movers in your neighborhood. So we're driving back and Nick is like looking up movers. He's like trying to find people who can meet us here in Ocean Grove and just do the whole job. We'll tell Gabby and Chris not to come. That's what we're thinking. But it just seems it seems like it's odd. You got to put in your your credit card and then wait twenty four hours. Yeah, but we like, need them in yeah, two hours. So it was like it was late. I mean, it was like four. We were like, hey, can you guys come we at five p.m. on a Sunday? Yeah, we're leaving Brooklyn two thirty three, asking them to get there at five p.m. on a Sunday. Um, so we're just like, now nah, we're just gonna do it. It's gonna take us forever. We're gonna do it. Gabby and Chris got here, and we unloaded that truck in 30 minutes. Yeah, it was crazy. I can't believe... I don't know what happened. Well, it was four people working on it. And I guess just one-third of the stairs. One-third of the stairs. I mean, we had French doors downstairs that opened up. Uh, we had to just kind of walk up onto the porch. We walk all uh, through the living room for a couple steps, then right down into the basement. The, 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 the basement um, is... Stairs were much wider than the stairs uh, that we would have been dealing with in Brooklyn. Um, and it just, everything just fit. 
everything <laughs> came down the couch the dresser the the bed and the bed frame and the it, everything just fit perfectly and easily i was assuming it was a two-hour job and it happened in 30 minutes it was great it blew nobody, me away nobody really broke a sweat either it was like super easy and and the weather held up really nice and uh it, it was i was very thankful that the end of this was just i mean to be honest the whole thing was stress-free i mean we just the anticipation of distress was yeah. bad you yeah know? um that's true and that's that's pretty much it i mean we ate we ate some i ate some cauliflower pizza ashley tried claims she tried to order a cauliflower pizza I they gave swear, a regular crust i swear i hit the cauliflower crust button y'all you gotta believe me and and then i think what you want to say you 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 said before that you were going to mention and i know this is what you want to say because i always make fun of your weak arms at one point are you guys listening turn it up turn up the volume on this podcast at one point, I'm carrying a box into the basement, and Donna's there, and she goes, "Wow, look at look at you go! Look at those arms. Those aren't weak arms. Those are strong arms." And I was like, "Yes, they are." And then I was like, "I can't wait to tell Nick this." And then as I was, I, I dropped the box off. I was coming out of the basement. I heard her talking to Nanny, being like, "Nick, uh, Nick makes fun of her for having weak upper arms, but they're pretty strong." And I was like, "Yes, they are." <laughs> <laughs> now you don't think she was being nice. I don't. I think she saw these arms hard at work, and she knows good arms when she sees them, and she just had to call it out in the moment. She does. Um, and then, you know, had a had a had an easy night of watching, uh, you know, we watched, um, we've been watching season two of Big Brother. Best, the best reality you think. season I, I've I ever seen. I disagree. I don't, this is not my, f of, of any reality? This is That's the best season of reality television I've ever seen. That's great. I love that you love uh, love it this much. I disagree. I, I would say I I I've been, this year when we've been watching so much CBS, we're watching a lot of Big Brother, watching a lot of Survivor, you know, and and I, I would definitely put um, you know, season 28 of Survivor Kageyan over this. I would not. I would. I would say this Big Brother season 2 is the best season of reality television. Interesting. And so I think I also enjoyed at least equally season 10 of Big Brother. Why do you lie like this? Well, because I don't want to get into lie? this again, but I'm primed for Big Brother now. So I understand the moves and the way the game works. We... And I didn't appreciate season 10 when I watched it. But now that I'm like knee deep in 22 and I've, you know, we've crushed season two of Big Brother, I now understand how Big Brother works. Rewind and... the tapes. <laughs> Rewind them. Pull up the Big Brother Season 2 Reality Blows podcast. We're going to listen. Season 10, you're saying. Season 10. We're going to listen to that episode where we talk about Season 10 Big Brother. Because this is Nick. Eh, I'm not really into it. And now he's like, no, I loved Season 10. It was the best. It's what got me into Big Brother. I'm like, that's not true, doggy. I was there with you on that journey. I, I retrospect, retroactively, I, I do. Uh, in retrospect, I do. I, I like... I like that season. I, I don't know. Maybe I like, I'm enjoying season two more. Season two is very interesting of Big Brother because the reason we're watching this is I've decided I wanted to pop it on and Ashley jumped in on like episode two, which isn't a problem. And um, it's because I watched season. Oh, that's right. I also watched season seven. Yeah. All Stars. That was better than this. No way. Yes, it was. Because I watched this because I enjoyed seeing Dr. Will and I enjoyed seeing Boogie in that season and I wanted to see where they came from. And uh, this Dr. Will, people claim that their big brother really wasn't big brother. This is something Tyler said to Ian. 
He said, well, Dr. Will basically invented Big Brother. In season two? I mean, in season two. What does that mean? That means, I don't think anybody was, I think people were coming in here for the social experiment. Season one, but those that doesn't count. Season two, it's it seems silly to me to be like, Dr. Will invented Big Brother well, he's season the winner. two. Because you say like they invented it in like season 12 or something. Like season two, it's like you invented it at the beginning. I think coming in. At the beginning of it all. Coming in, playing a character basically and coming in with an agenda that isn't just let's see what this is about i hope i win and coming in with a strategy which he claims is a strategy he could have decided that this is his strategy midway through his playing but the strategy of not winning competitions yeah um you know i don't think before there was any strategy like that now i did not watch season one some i something tells me it's very boring yeah um you know and i'm not really interested in like the social aspect of it in in, where if there's no characters or like you know there i mean chicken george is from season one so there must be some sort of characters but like no i'm i know where i'm going next where and you can come with me i'm going season 14 next what's that danny that's a janelle's third season no that's a ian's win but that's Dan oh. Giesling and, and Ian. Oh, because you want to see Dan's funeral. I want to see this Dan's funeral. There's all this talk of Dan's funeral. I don't know what it is, but apparently it's the craziest thing that ever happened on the okay, show. Okay, I'll go with you there. You know, it's so interesting with season two is that there was no power of veto. So you just get, you get picked by the head of house. You go on the block and then you just have to stay it's on like the a, block. Is this a week of just being upset? Yeah. And these people are no hope. having meltdowns. And something that Nick and I thought was really interesting, we talked about it. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but we talked about just the difference between like watching this season and like season 22. Cause like this season is truly explorers of the space. These are people who were in it for the social experiment. Like what will happen if you're locked in this house? The f- and then the final five, Five of season two are unbelievably interesting characters. They're unbelievably interesting characters and the show is different. And then the way they're treating the show is different. It's like truly they're explorers of the reality space. And then you get to like season 22 of Big Brother and it's like, oh, well, we're just we're we're playing the game of Big Brother. We're like we're fans slash gamers who get to come oh, in and play trying, the game. Are you trying to steal my explorers? My, uh, like... I'm not trying to steal. It's a conversation we had together. Okay, but I didn't know that's where you were going with. But Obviously, I up, that's what we're going I, with. I, I came up with this. Don't try to take this whole no, idea. No, I came up <laughs> oh, with this. <laughs> I can't believe this. But, okay, so like, there's this is the thing that I was saying. It's like, you know, the first person to like deep sea dive, you know, and they're just like, we need to see what's down there. Uh, They're allowing us to go this far. We have equipment that allows us to go this far down. And you go down there, you don't know what to expect. You're like, oh, it's kind of scary. Oh, I can't really breathe. I have to adjust. But I'm here. I've survived. Cut to 30 years later when deep sea diving is now like, yeah, I just do it for the thrill. I go down there and I'm just down there just fucking around. Me and and the family are going scuba diving later, you know. The first guy to jump off a cliff into the water is like, I need to get down there to see what's going He's on. He's writing a book about the anticipation yeah. before he jumped off the cliff. Now it's just like, yeah, I'm a cliff diver. I, I dive, I, I jump off of cliffs. I jump off of buildings. I'm, I just am like a junkie for uh, for jumping off of things. That is what it's like in in Big Brother, in New Big Brother. It's a bunch of people who are like, it 
it's not going to be hard for me to stay in this house for 80 something days because I'm ready for it. I'm a junkie for this type of experience. And they use the language of like, I love this game. No one's saying anything about I love this game or like this game is interesting in season two. It's not a game. It's a social experiment. Now, can it's I like, stay in the idea of like, can I stay in this house for this long is still a thing on season two. Yeah. And, you know, you watch fucking these people on Big Brother All Stars. Most of them have been there for like twice, you know, yeah. like three times already. They're like, yeah, I fucking could stay in this house. But like, I'm like, at work. Hey, yeah, I'm at work. They're doing right. live shout outs to their kids. Mommy's at work. You know, I'll be home soon. Right. It's different. It's a different type of person. But if I could just go back, the final five, you know, Bunky, uh, Monica, Hardy, Nicole, and Will. Incredible. I mean, this is like five people who really should never have been together ever. And they are such different personalities. And they're all mixed. And uh, in this, you know, kind of going stir crazy in this house. It's like a freaking cult, too. Like, it feels like they're all sort of brainwashed by each other in weird ways. They're all being controlled by each other. We learned about a hot tub scene. Yeah. Where Nick and I read about a 40-page blog entry. Yeah, of- like Google like Google groups from like 2001. <laughs> by the way, they told them about 9-11 when they were in this house. Yeah. That episode we just saw. We just saw that Monica lost her cousin. In the, she was in Ooh. the Trade Center. It was a whole thing, but like they actually had to break. The producers had to actually tell them in the diary room about what happened and it really changes like the last couple of episodes of this show but i mean it's i mean this is uh, wild stuff that's happening on season two but yeah there's this uh, hot tub scene that you don't get to see on the actual show which apparently happened on the feeds but somebody well, what has happened a was, hold on baby i want to interject because what happened was in an episode they're doing a head of household competition and jeff nicole's husband flies a banner over the studio that says what you you did in the hot tub was a disgrace signed jeff right. and nicole starts freaking out and you and i were like what happened in the hot tub we didn't see any clips of that i do a deep dive into these 20 year old blog posts someone was watching the live feed and gave a breakdown of what happened in the hot tub right and and there is some handsy footy boob stuff i mean there was some stuff that was going on where they had drank two pitchers of sangria all they- got drunk and basically had like an orgy. They had like a grinding orgy. Yeah. Like they all grinded on each other and in they, the hot tub. They all have significant others. Every single one of yeah. them. Yeah. Uh, Bunky was the only person that was. Oh no, Bunky and Nicole were married. Um, and uh, Will has has Shannon has, has, a, has Shannon, who is a person uh, that was on the house that got voted out. And then Hardy has uh, a serious girlfriend. The smoothie at home. girl he met outside the juice shop. Yeah, and I mean it, it's just wild. I mean Does Monica. Monica- have anybody? No, Monica does not. Oh. Monica does not. Monica's a free agent. Monica is, uh, you know, a woman who seems to be maybe in her late 30s from Brooklyn. Uh, Will is a, uh, you know, kind of like a very fit um, doctor from Miami uh, who is like a also like very he's getting by by being very funny very personable but also like his whole thing is he came in day one saying i'm just gonna lie cheat and steal i'm just letting everybody know that now which has gotten him all the way through the show and then subsequently he will win this show uh you have nicole nicole who like i believe lives in vegas but um is from georgia or north carolina i can't tell but she got married in vegas for this guy jeff and she is just like 
uh, full of anxiety, uh, you know, task, terrifying taskmaster, crazy. And then you got Hardy, who's like a bodybuilder from someplace in Pennsylvania. And uh, all five of them are such characters and they really should be not hanging out together. But they are, and it's a really fun mix of people to watch. There have been other people on this show that are worthy of that. I think Krista was a very interesting person that got kicked off, who's from New Orleans, um, a single parent, very young. And then another person on this show that is maybe my favorite person on the show is Kent, uh, who got voted off, who is just like, a guy who's like 48 years old Just from Tennessee dad. who doesn't believe in gay, gay marriage, but like became fast friends with Bunky, who was a very out gay man from North Carolina. Harrisburg. And uh, it's uh, just a really, really interesting season to watch. So that's, I think, going to be our big recommendation for the week is go ahead. If you got CBS All Access, you can watch all of the seasons over there. And, and hey, if you listen to our podcast, go get CBLS, CBS All Access. They got all the challenges, too, starting from season 11. So go watch those. Um, but, yeah, season two. And so now I know that um, in about a week, uh, I think maybe it's even this week, uh, the new season of The Amazing Race starts. So uh, we're definitely going to be watching that if you guys want to watch that with us. Um, and I'm wondering if maybe I should, after we're done uh, with this season two of Big Brother, uh, for our uh, just enjoyment at night, I think maybe I'm going to get Ash to watch a season of The Amazing Race. Maybe oh. the maybe the season. Um, no. Yeah, I think no. so. Yeah, because uh, I miss Survivor, dude. I know, but we did so much Survivor, and and we'll I come back. It back. It's there. It'll be there. But I think maybe the la- the season in which Janelle is on Amazing oh, okay. Race or, yeah. or, or Nicole Franzel is on Amazing Race. There's some like Survivor and Big Brother Amazing Race season from like two seasons ago that might be fun for us to watch. It's probably not the best season. I think there's like it's same thing with like Survivor like that. That show kind of went into a big slump. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I mean, I told you folks that I was watching season five of The Amazing Race. It turns out I was watching season one the whole time. Can you guys believe that? I don't know how that happened, but I watched season one of The Amazing Race. It was pretty good. Maybe we'll watch season five because people are saying season five is great. I'll watch the Janelle episode and that's all I'll do. I think we're going to watch season five Come on. of The Amazing Race because I think you're going to get hooked because it's around this time era of uh, reality. It's fun to watch kind of the older reality and these old characters and stuff. Guess what around. I'm watching for the rest of today once what? we're done with this podcast. What? I'm watching two things and you're welcome to watch them with me. What? The first one is I'm going to watch some great pottery throwdown because I love it. I'm about halfway through the season. Yeah, I'm out on that. Second thing I'm going to watch today is Hamilton. I'm not watching that. Come on. My mom keeps asking me to watch it. Your dad told us we needed to watch SNL as well. Yeah, SNL. Bill Burr hosted it on Saturday. My, We need to watch that from start to finish. Okay. Well, those are our things. I hope you guys have a nice week. I hope you're enjoying your Indigenous Peoples Day. And um, guess what, guys? We're not going to talk about moving anymore. Yeah, because we pretty much <laughs> moved. So, How do you feel? How do you feel? You feel do good? you feel good? Do you feel good? We hope you feel good. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, we uh, check out uh, Thursday and next two episodes of our retro recaps of uh, Challenge Fresh Meat will drop. We're coming up to the end, folks. So get up in there. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>